Hello, hello. It's another case of mixed open identity, and my guest this week is Peter Jones. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 67 of Mixed Open Identity with comedian Peter Jones. Um, first of all, this is another, uh, this is the last minute edition, addition to the list of comics that I've had on recently who are going to be at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Peter's going to be there doing three shows a day for the majority of the run there. So look out for Three's Comedy is the name of the show. So that's uh, Peter on a split bill with other Australian comics. Um, different lineup in the morning, afternoon and evening. So yeah, if you're in Edinburgh or if you have the, the time or energy or, or money to get to Edinburgh, then um, please go and check that out. Um, it's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah, we'll jump into the playlist then. So the, the absolutely love this playlist. I, I love a playlist with a really strong theme and there's a very strong uh, emo vibe throughout this, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, some absolute belters on here, some songs I hadn't listened to in a long time. So yeah, I had a, a great time with it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, then we're going to be talking through a playlist, and the songs that we're, we're going to be talking through, they're all available in a playlist on Spotify. Uh, you can find that in the description of the podcast. And also, just give us a follow on Instagram, so any guest announcements, song discussions, uh, clips from the shows, all that good stuff is all happening on Instagram, so go and drop us a follow there. Um, I had a really good time with this episode, this is a really fun chat. Um, we'll just dive in. This is episode 67 of Mixtape and Identity with Peter Jones. So how often do you actually listen to music at the moment, Peter? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think I'm listening to it every day. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm a big podcast on commute okay. until, I'm, until the commute kind of drags. And right. then, or or gets stressful. I love a switching over. If I'm in like a packed uh, um, underground station, yeah. and I'm stressed about getting onto the next uh, train, I'm absolutely going to music. I'm switching. Right. <laughs> I'm okay. Words out, and I'm getting a vibe on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So do you have specific songs you go to for like? I'm gonna um, walk. Fast I've been listening now. a lot to uh, the band Spanish Love Songs. Right. Uh, okay. Which are like emo sort of vibe and that's that's really getting me through how much i'm hating the situation of being in a packed sure. station yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i get you um there used to be a playlist on spotify i went back to a lot which was it was just called walk like a badass yeah um yeah, and great. yeah just perfect vibe for yeah just having some headphones on and being angry at something um yeah yeah it's great um so are you when you're listening to music are you typically trying to find do you try to find new music, or are you going back to all familiar? Or what's, the, um, what's the process? I feel like uh, I go through phases of like uh, big discovery phases, and I'll be like, "Oh, great! I found all this new music and all these new bands." Mm-hmm. I kind of did that during the pandemic. Was the last big one of that where I went. Um, I went back to like getting. I used to be really into emo in my early twenties, right. and I went and I'd kind of gone off it. Um, through the the years in between then um from so like the the height of emo sort of phase and then but then the pandemic was like i'm sad for some reason maybe <laughs> i can reconnect <laughs> with this yeah. particular sad music and i got not only back into the bands that i was really into but i and managed to find like albums from bands that i loved back then that i'd never heard before but then also right. all of these other bands and then got 
so that was this massive phase of like, oh, I'm discovering all these new bands. So I'll go through mm. that. And that seems to happen like, um, like I'll go through a big breakup and I'll discover a whole bunch of new bands because all the songs previously meant something different. Now I need all this new music to listen to. Sure. And that, w- that was like, a, I remember doing that years ago as well, where I'm like, oh, now I've got three or four new favorite bands. It'll be like, mm-hmm. I'll just go through this phase of wanting to find new music and right. then be like, great, now I've got all these new bands that I've listened to. That's kind of mm-hmm. how it rolls, where it's just like discovery phase and then like, now I'm into these and this is what I'm listening to now. Right, okay. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, yeah. I like the sort of the the deep dive into a particular like genre or, you know, bands off a band because that that feels very reminiscent to me of like when i used to go to live music a lot and then you'd like you find the support act from that show and then like they're obviously you know playing locally so you go and see them and then you see the other support act and stuff like that so so yeah i used to find that really really exciting um um so yeah it's uh it's nice like and it's it's a nice sort of more like organic approach to to finding music as well because i think sometimes for me until I started doing this show, finding new music was very like, it was like a task. It was like, <laughs> you know, yeah, okay, right. Well, I guess I it was like going to the gym or something. It's like it's, it's like you know it's probably good for me, but I can't be bothered. Right, I'm gonna have to like not go to my regular stuff. I'm gonna have to like listen to stuff and maybe enjoy it, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go into it like a. <laughs> I used to do that where it'd be like, all right, I'm gonna. What did Pitchfork rate as the best albums of the year? It's like, oh, something that I don't enjoy. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like trying to like, I have to listen to it. It's supposed to be good. <laughs> and I'll be like, this isn't how I find new music, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right, cool. We'll look. We'll jump into the into the playlist then. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So yep. you went for your little hood rat friend by the hold steady yeah um yeah absolutely love the this was uh, the hold steady is probably my favorite band and uh um even like craig finn with his solo stuff i absolutely i remember the first time i heard it now this might have been i actually might have found the hold steady through that sort of i'm reading a lot of like uh music websites like oh who's a new band and then that album came out and that was the first song i heard of them right and i just uh just instantly connected with he's such a great lyricist Mm. he's like and he's got such a particular voice Mm -hmm. and just the the vibe of the 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 sort of the grimy uh sort of rock Mm -hmm. bar band vibes that they have and then just like these amazing lyrics i just remember being like oh he's kind of got an annoying voice as well (laughs) his voice is kind of an annoying voice and i'm like yeah, and I really just loved it straight away, and I was just like, "Oh, I love this!" And I lo- and then I listened to that whole album. And I'm like, "Oh, I fucking love these guys!" Mm. And I was just like, straight away into, "I'm into this. This is absolutely what I'm into. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. My favorite lyrics. I just love it." Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I really love like a. I love a narrative in uh, mm. in lyrics. Like I really, really like that. Um, it's just I, I, it'll just suck me in straight away if if someone's like telling a story um so i found it really compelling and then i was looking into it because like well my thought when i was listening to it was like i bet you did get with the little hood rat friend like just the way you're saying it like sounds (laughs) like you probably did um and i was looking into the lyrics and like so am i right in saying this this is part of like a concept album and all the sort of the stories sort of tie in together yeah 
So yeah, they all kind of tie together. A lot of um, over a lot of the Hold Steady albums, they've got a lot of recurring characters will pop back right. up. Okay. So they'll be they'll appear in um, yeah they'll pop up in other songs in other albums and stuff. But they're kind of oh, like wow. characters that populate this uh, world or that um, they're in. Wow. Uh, so it's like it's kind of like um, uh, yeah the St Paul and uh, Minneapolis St Paul Minnesota sort of area mm-hmm. is where they are and they always have these characters that just uh, I mean that's what I that's what I fucking love about it where it's just like I yeah. really like yeah the, what you're saying about like uh, lyrics that tell a story that's my yeah. where I can see they're not like uh, these vague sort of they're like very specific mm. it's about I can see the kids hanging out under the railroad bridge i can yeah. see that in the song i can yeah. see why that is i can feel all of it it's not like a hey this is universal we can all feel this feeling of love or whatever or mm-hmm. sadness or but it's like yeah. no specifically this railroad bridge these teens yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that's yeah. what i really love about it and that they managed to create this yeah this weird extended universe within their all their albums and stuff with recurring characters oh man yeah okay cool yeah yeah because like um I, 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 I was really interested in that, and I thought like I was, I was just gonna hold off on getting deep into the research until I had a chat with you about it because I wanted yeah. you to be able to tell me. But um, I, I really like that. Even with like this is slightly different, obviously, but like I like reading through diss tracks in hip hop and yeah. finding out like what this bar represents and what this is referring to and then finding all of the sort of like I, I'm i just a messy bitch I just love the drama of it <laughs> yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. getting into all that um, and I'm not appreciating the art at, at all it's just it's just <laughs> messiness um, but I was I was reading one of the comments and it was like so like this line refers to to this song and this character and then and, and you can hear in another song there's a character called Hallelujah I think who mm-hmm. is potentially the hood rat friend or it's like there i don't know it just it just got into all these sort of like webs of yeah characters like interacting with each other i just thought that's so interesting and i have just got a lot of playlists to get through at the minute otherwise i think mm. this would be the thing that i would devote most of my energy to just like yeah, yeah. deep dive into who these characters are and what the songs say about them but yeah it's fascinating and the the music is incredible as well like it's uh yeah, yeah it's so fun and uh, he's a really good storyteller both in the lyrics and the uh the emotion in the voice like he's a really good performative element to it as well yeah i really liked it yeah absolutely i that, and i he's like um these are sort of my favorite like i think one of the reasons i love it is that i feel like i've never been to that part of where he's from i've never been to sure. minnesota but like that the vi- the whole vibes of all of it is just like mm. I can feel it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I know it, like I know that world, even though I've never been there. And the way that he paints the pictures of that world is just like, and I mean, and yeah, they're incredible musicians as well on top of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Song two is a song that took you a while, so you went for "Never Meant" by American Football. Yeah. So this is part of the um, the rediscovery of getting it back into emo, and especially like Midwest emo. Okay. Uh, in particular, and I feel like one of the ways that, like you were mentioning, like oh, you go see like uh, when you see oh, this band's, you know, the opening act. Like oh, now I found a new band. I used to do that a lot back in the day with mm-hmm. like uh, the website All Music. All right. Music used to have like 
you go to a band, like you go Blink One Eighty Two, and it'd be like similar acts, and then like you know all their peers, right? And then yeah. like who they inspired, and then the bands that came after Blink, and then it would be like who inspired them, and then it would be like older bands and the punk scene or whatever. And I just I know I'm I'm positive that American football would have been in that uh, who inspired them for a lot of emo bands would have been like oh here's a you know like uh, mm-hmm. American football would have been like they came out in like 99 with this album and I never would go back to 90s emo right sure. <laughs> I was always like nah I think I needed I always wanted like a fallout boy or like I wanted to be poppier or current I would never go back and listen to like even like your sunny day real estate sort of stuff I'd never go back and listen to them mm-hmm. so I know they have kind of like existed in my uh, just off the periphery forever because they would have been they've been around for a long time. They slowly built up this fan base, and I didn't get into them until yeah this last pandemic where I was like, oh this band that's been around like this album that's over twenty years old now. It's like oh maybe I should have a right. listen to this album that's really been sticking around. <laughs> like maybe I should listen to it. I'm like oh actually this song's uh, phenomenal. It's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's really interesting because I don't know if I would have. And obviously, it's like inspired. And there's like it's a broad church, but yeah. if you ask me to define the genre here, I don't know if I would have landed on emo. Oh, for this for these guys, yeah, the Midwest, yeah, just just like just for this just for this song. Um, I don't know. I yeah, there's obviously a lot more to it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it, it doesn't feel quite as uh. Uh, angry, maybe. I think. That's yeah, I feel like that could be the like. I mean, I hate to get into like subgenre stuff, but I feel like yeah. when I went on the that's there was like the deep, the Midwest emo deep dive, right? That I went on. It's like this is like this was the the top of that sort of heap. That I'm like, okay, great, I'll listen to these guys. But yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. It's not the um, misogynistic. I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like. What the fuck? What kind of fucking you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of vibe. Yeah, that, yeah. That's exactly. It. I was listening to it. Going, oh, when are you going to disrespect women? <laughs> to recognize yeah. this? Yeah. No, it's like we're. It's like no. Actually, we're interesting. We're more interesting musicians than that. You know. Yeah. It's that sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, I thought the music was really interesting. I really like the um, uh, I like the the layering of the guitars as it goes. Mm. Um. Yeah, it was a, like it's a it's a really it's a really nice song, and again, especially for emo, I think emo tip. I'm you can tell I'm not it's not a genre that I know an awful yeah, lot about, right? so I'm, I'm learning as we go. But um, it uh, it made me feel a lot more relaxed um, than, yeah. than yeah. Uh, I would anticipate for emo. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really nice. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Vibe. Like I think that's the other thing is that like it is more uh, musically interesting than. And I was no way I would have gotten into it back when I was younger because I'm like, I wouldn't have. It's not like a simple, easy hook. Yeah, like sure. It's not just like, okay, this is just a super hooky song. I'm into it. Great. And I'm sad. Absolutely. I'm right here. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It 100%. just would take more time. Makes sense. All right. Song three is a song from your introduction to music. So you're going for Sloop John B by the Beach Boys. Yeah. So um, I didn't really. I mean, I'll talk about. I think I'll talk about this later on when we talk about songs from like your younger years. But like, mm-hmm. I, uh, my family growing up, we didn't really. 
aside from the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys is kind of only the music I can think of that my I don't I couldn't tell you what bands my dad likes. Like I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> we weren't really a big. Oh, I do know actually. I remember he had like a tape of like Billy Connolly playing banjo okay. that he would play in the car. That okay. was like. That was what he would into. I couldn't tell you any bands. Like I had friends of mine, one of my friends at school, his dad loved like Led Zeppelin. And it's just like that's a, that's a that's a particular type of dad. It's like yeah, that guy loves Led Zeppelin. It's like well, yeah, my sure. dad, I can't remember any bands my dad liked other than Billy Connolly playing banjo. But my mum loved the Beach Boys, and that's that was kind of she loved the Beach Boys and Bette Midler, and it's like and we would just have all these uh, Beach Boys albums. So all every Beach Boys song. Specifically, this one, which has always felt so sad to me, this song mm. it was always just like it's such a, it's such a uh, melancholy kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of love it, but they were just like this was like heavy rotation, all of the Beach Boys songs throughout my childhood. It is the only band that I can think of that I would have listened to for a long period of time. It's like I can't think of what other bands were playing. I don't mm. know if my parents were listening to right. any other... Like, my childhood, I can't think of anything other than, like... It was, like, the Muppet Show album or, <laughs> like, uh, the soundtrack to the musical Oliver and then Billy right. Connolly on banjo and then, <laughs> like, the Beach Boys. <laughs> it was it was really no band. Like, I can't mm. think of anything else. And so this is, like... my mom, I know my mum loved the Beach Boys, 100%. That's right. what I know. And this yeah. is this is one song that really feels like when everything all the other Beach Boys songs have always been keep getting repurposed, especially like Cadbury's ads and whatever. Mm. Uh, this one has always felt to be like, oh, this one always reminds me of just this like listening to the Beach Boys a lot when I was a kid. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. My 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 dad had very like he he was really into his music. He used to go to a lot of gigs, so he was really yeah. into like his Bruce Springsteen, his Ray Cooter, and that kind of stuff. Um. My mom was probably, you know, more aligned with your family. She was like, she had Abba Gold in the car, yeah. um, and uh, I think that was when we had a CD player. Before that, was it was mostly the the Bee Gees on a on a tape, yeah, um, right, like a cassette. So those are like the two big bands. I think Beach Boys is probably something that if we put the Beach Boys on, she would have been absolutely okay with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was just yeah, all she listened to was was Abba, which. Fried my head at the time, but I'm really coming around <laughs> to appreciate how good Abba are. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. But yeah, they, they, it, it's funny that this is like a a song that your mom had on because like it feels you said melancholy. It feels yeah. like the saddest song for a child to listen to. You know that the, the, the uh, this yeah. is the worst trip I've ever been on. Like I want to go home. Like that kind of like yeah. That's such a like that's such a a sad vibe for for a child because that's something that you, you feel all the time based on very little you know like you didn't get chips in the restaurant or you know um, yeah you're just feeling a bit sleepy and a bit grumpy um it's not based on very much but that the, like that's the sort of the energy that you give off that point is like i hate everything and i just want to go home. i just want to be in bed <laughs> yeah i wonder how much it played into my later appreciation of, <laughs> of the emac songs <laughs> you know i wonder if that how much that played into it because i just yeah. i have such strong memories of the feeling of hearing this song at home right of yeah. feel like of it making me feel like it's a bummer like it's a bummer of a song uh-huh. and the rest of the songs on like you know those albums and stuff like they're pretty sunny 
and yeah. or surf based or like you know yeah. especially later on they they come quite surf based yeah but like this one really just was i just remember that particular feeling that would wash over me when i would hear it like i would like yeah. it and i'd like the sound of it but i also remember being like and i'm sad now <laughs> <laughs> this song's made me sad how funny that sloop john b would be like a gateway emo song <laughs> yeah like, I hope it is. I yeah. hope that's the key that I've unlocked there. I'm sad, but I like it. <laughs> I feel I feel melancholy, but understood. Um, wow, oh, that's great. Uh, all right, song four is a song that makes you happy. So you went for Motion City soundtrack. Everything is all right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love this song so much. Um, like pop it on in the car and I'm just like belting along singing every single word of it. It was yeah. a period of time when I was like, when uh, probably around the time this album was out, um, in like early 20s, a friend of mine and I, we'd, we'd, we'd gone to see Motion City Soundtrack and stuff when they were playing in Melbourne. Um, I was living out in Ballarat and we'd had a joint uh, birthday party at uh, this place uh, Carova, which was like an alternative bar in Ballarat. We'd had a party there and we'd made a CD and this was track four on that CD. Mm-hmm. And we'd left the CD at the bar. And so whenever for the next, when it, we'd go there all the time and uh, whenever it's, the night started to die down, there weren't many people left at the bar, but everybody's still kind of dancing. There's some people still dancing and stuff. We'd always go to the DJ. It's like, hey, there's a track in there from a birthday mix CD, track four, put it on. Everything is all right. Motion City soundtrack. He reluctantly, we're like, we're two of the <laughs> right. seven people still here. Put it on and just like dance like be so drunk and just really dance and that song is just like for me it's the 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 most fun song to dance to to sing in the car just like really just get up and it puts me in such a good mood mm. yeah it's very it's very cathartic isn't it yeah that that sort of that um just just the refrain of everything is all right you know everything's yeah. fine kind of thing it's just like yeah. it's a just a really nice thing to yell and yeah <laughs> yeah convince yourself i guess um, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it's um god it's it's also like it's it's another one that's like quite quite heavy when you get into the the verses the sort of yeah. the and it's obviously like a very uh real and vulnerable expression of you know i mean i don't know it feels like someone with adhd or some kind of uh neurodivergence but um yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, the everything is all right. Tell me that you're all right. Yeah, everything is all right. It's just so nice and yeah, comforting. And I, yeah, I think I think being able to yell that with some friends in a bar is like completely euphoric. That's, yeah, um, I really like that. Yeah, especially during a period of time where I'm like, where absolutely everything probably wasn't, or you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's, not, it's not. But it's like that. It is that that cathartic feeling of like everything is all right. Tell me, that, yeah, everything, yeah. Is, everything is fine. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> don't analyze yeah. it. Don't, don't look deeper. Everything's fine. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um. All right. Song five is a song that makes you sad. So you went for head rolls off by Frank yes. Rabbit. Yes, um, I mean, uh, love love this song, um, love Frightened Rabbit, specifically um, the uh, the Midnight Organ Fight album, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think you messaged me when I sent over this. You're like, I always know where <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Frightened I know Rabbit. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, so um, it's less about the the fact. Um, it's it's less about the 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 suicide aspect of Frightened Rabbit. Why this song makes makes me sad, but I think it's mostly it's not that it makes me sad. That I just think it's it's such a beautiful song, mm. the, and the sentiment of it. Like I I truly genuinely really love um the the tiny changes aspect yep. where it's just like we make tiny changes is just like it it speaks so deeply uh to me and i th- i think it's it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and when i like i had gotten i was i really loved this album and um but then when i went to edinburgh the first time with friends of mine to go to the 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 fringe we went on a road trip on one of the days where we just drove up through the highlands or like four of us we drove up through the highlands and uh this album got heavy rotation we right. just put it on and it played heavy rotation driving through like the highlands and driving through scotland and mm. then driving over um we drove out over the bridges over um the where the river where his body was found right and um and i would listen i listened to it so much in edinburgh like going for walks up Arthur's seat, I'd listen to Frightened Rabbit and it's just like, oh, this is this is where this album's from. This is where this band is from. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever felt like a stronger connection to um to an album or to a band than mm. listening to Frightened Rabbit in Scotland and in Edinburgh. Mm. And right. it was like and so it it just makes me it makes me think of that, but also the sentiment of it is just like I find it so uh so perfect and so beautiful. Yeah, and just like and and it's also the the lines about it's it's about um it's not morbid like it it's mm. not morbid mm-hmm. it's not morbid at all it's just like nature's had enough of you yeah <laughs> and it's just like and that is kind of how I feel about like you know uh, about death and stuff it's just like hey look this is this is brutal and this is sad but like we're just doing our best we're making tiny changes and it's not morbid this is just this is life you know yeah yeah absolutely it's um oh it's a beautiful song it's um it's it's is a nice one for me to listen to because um so obviously yeah, i messaged you saying like i, I like i yeah. have an idea of where the conversation's going because yeah. especially a frightened rabbit song in this category i'm like okay <laughs> yeah yeah in. yeah um yeah. i don't know if you can see there like that's a frightened rabbit poster in the yeah, background yeah. like i'm like that they, they, they were my band like they yeah. are my band um yeah and uh it was quite a nice song to listen to for me because <sighs> it's sometimes quite difficult for me to listen to the song and remember why I fell in love with it and mm. remove the context of what happened to Scott mm. um, from the, from the songs, especially like this song, because you know, the, the, that line of while I'm alive, I'll make tiny changes to earth. Mm. And then that's obviously been, been co-opted into this tiny changes charity. And it's mm-hmm. a, it's a real sort of like, it's almost like a sort of, secret password between frightened rabbit fans this like tiny changes thing yeah. um um so it's difficult for me to listen to this song and not think about tiny changes and everything that sort yep. of come with that yeah but um it was so nice to listen to it again remember why i fell in love with it and and one of the reasons is like i like i grew up as a christian and then i was like i was sort of a becoming an atheist or like you know losing my faith when i started listening to this band and then it starts with jesus is just a spanish boy's name how come mm. one man got so much fame and i'm like can he say that is he allowed mm. to say mm. that mm. what mm. 
<laughs> am I allowed to listen to this? Is someone going to come for me? Um, and then, yeah, there's, like, there's so many beautiful lines in this, you know, like the, yeah. the God's got his dead f- friends around and stuff. And like, um, he talks about that so well. It's not this song. It's another song where he says about, uh, he describes heaven as a, an eternity of suffering in the company of all those Christian men. Um, like there's just so many lines like that that I just think are just yeah. so incredible. Like the, the the man's a genius. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a it's a really beautiful song. It's a it's a and it's an incredible album. I it's ah. my go to for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's, that's um, I, I really really like the sentiment of like listen to that in Edinburgh, listen to it like while you're yeah. um out and about in scotland and 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 feeling that connection with it that's um yeah we would just yeah, we would beautiful. play it we'd play the album and we would just like and go through periods of like because we it was a long long last road trip but we were yeah, just sure. like yeah just sit there listening to it and just mm. letting you know scotland wash over us mm. um it's also the song uh craig finn from the hold study covers heads roll off on the um tiny changes the covers album right so he does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and so I think, that, and also that double connection of like, I've got two versions of it that I love. Mm. <laughs> Craig Finn's version and also uh, yeah. this version of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll need, I'll need to dig that out because, again, it was another one that I I got the album. There were some songs on it I absolutely loved and then yeah. I sort of held on to those and I found yeah. the rest of the album like fairly difficult to listen to at times. Yeah. Um, not because it's bad, just because I was emotional. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. But I love the, uh, the Biffy Clyro and the Julian Baker covers of modern leper on that or just yeah unreal um yeah okay i i have it on record in the back there so i'm gonna ah, i'm gonna right. i'm gonna dig that out that's that's fantastic okay let's move on song six is a song to relax to so you went for <laughs> i know the end by yep. david bridges yeah um uh i this song i fucking love phoebe bridges mm. and this song um i know isn't like inherently <laughs> relaxing sure <laughs> but i uh it i espe- like i especially during like i don't know if it was like specifically during the pandemic but over the, like since this song came out since this album came out rather um this is the uh, the final track on punisher mm-hmm. i believe and i would listen to this song whenever i would get stressed I would lie down on the carpet in my house mm-hmm. and usually in the sun, if the window's there, the sun's coming in, like I'd lie down on the carpet, I'd press play on this because it goes for about five minutes, mm-hmm. I'd press play and I would let it wash over me because it starts so sm- soothing and it starts so sort of like, it's it's very, it's I mean, it's a beautiful song mm-hmm. and I'd, but by the end of it, where she's screaming <laughs> to the point where she goes ends up going hoarse for like can't scream anymore yeah i was free of the stress i was just like it was just like it was so cathartic that scream is just like i would feel uh i would completely feel that scream and be like i now i'm and now it's gone and she she can't scream anymore at the end and it's just like yep okay great now i can like i'm i'm feeling better it would it would always and it would always work and i i love it i love this song so much yeah yeah oh it's unbelievable um and yeah, yeah, not to wrestle back to Frightened Rabbit, but like I, the reason I, I really love their music is that they like even when they're talking about quite dark themes, 
inevitably with so many other songs it ends up in a really sort of like big and hopeful place mm. um and this is very similar as you say like it starts off like quite slow and like uh gentle and then mm. yeah it gets to this like incredibly epic cathartic um even the the, the build-up of it the way the the da-na-na, like that there's so many of those things you can just feel it sort of like lifting um yeah. oh it's it's gorgeous the way it does that it's so so good um so yeah i can i can totally see why i I, I I really like the ending to it. I didn't I didn't know if it was her being hoarse or if it's just like that like whisper scream is something that they were putting into the the mix. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Because she's just yeah. at the end, she's going. Ah. It's really <laughs> like I, like the way she's laughing at it. It's so it's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. It's really really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I get what you mean though. I think um initially when i saw phoebe bridges in a song to relax to i was like this this man is unwell um but um, but no i totally get it i i i i do like that sort of that um sitting in the sort of the the stress for a little bit and then allowing the song to sort of lift you out of that i think that's really yeah 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 absolutely let's i mean maybe it's a uh less relaxed too it's more um uh to calm down to <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but it's i think that makes like, sense i have yeah i have songs that i feel like um like i think i think the song on my list is um it's a bombay bicycle club song but the reason i pick it is because when i have like i can feel a tightness in my chest when i get mm. like when i get particularly stressed and when i listen to that song i can feel it loosen i can feel like it's like a weight's been lifted um so yeah, I think that's it's a, it's a similar sort of thing. I think that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a, a relaxing thing. So it's not necessarily like sitting down with a glass of wine and like <laughs> chilling. It's yeah. kind of like yeah, it's yeah. just copping it on for the 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 relaxing by the fireplace vibes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's less that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right, Grant. Song seven is a song from your preteen years. So you've gone for one sweet day by yes. Mariah Carey and boys to men yes um so this is uh it links into the idea of like we didn't really listen to for whatever reason i grew up uh uh very religious we used to go to church every single sunday mm. and so one of the my parents i wasn't allowed to watch m-rated movies until i was actually 15 so right. i was and but for some reason and i don't know if it's related but we didn't listen to pop music we just didn't listen to pop music at our place. Okay. Um, so we didn't listen to the radio. I never would watch like the uh, video hits or like Rage uh, until I was like into my teen years. So like uh, I just, it was completely, uh, completely at a loss when it came to all that side of pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was related to the to the movie thing, but I always think it's related because they're both pop culture. Um, sure both pop culture it's just a pop culture thing or it's just like there was this huge gap when it came to pop culture mm. and through that completely being unaware of pop music mariah carey and boys to men mm-hmm. <laughs> was able was like the first really strong these guys were able to break through that wall of having no they were so ubiquitous that right. it was just like even me completely on the outside of pop music 
couldn't escape <laughs> Mariah Carey and Bo- and I and it's also like I mean again it's also another song about death which I didn't realize was going to be a theme <laughs> throughout of these but it is like it just was like it's it's such a classic sort of like as a kid hearing it and thinking it's beautiful and being like oh this is such a great melody and like they're great singers mm-hmm. um but not having no way I could possibly grasp what that song's about and just being like sure. this is this song's amazing like I love this sort of um I know I remember another song that I really was into was Coolio See You When You Get There as well it was just like, <laughs> okay. like the songs that would break through to my brain when I'm just like I'm I love this. My friends moving on and listen to the actual other stuff but I'm like these were like the first that was like the first big pop hit that I remember and I remember the 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 music video for it. I remember just uh yeah, just Mariah Carey was a name that had broken through into my brain, even though I had no idea what about anything. Yeah, I just remember Mariah Carey, and I just you she was everywhere, and this song in my memory was like I don't even know if it, I assume it got to number one, but it was just number one forever in my right. mind. <laughs> it was just like when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, this song has been number one forever. There's right. been no other, there's no music before <laughs> One Sweet Day. It's just always One Sweet Day. And I think I was kind of shocked later on to find out that this isn't her biggest hit. <laughs> this isn't, <laughs> this isn't their biggest, like, it's like, oh, this wasn't the biggest song of all time. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, it was, in my mind, this was the most epic, biggest pop song of all time to my right. kid brain. Wow, and so yeah, I feel like it was just the one that I just, yeah, it just felt like it was always on, and I could always hear it, and it broke through that, you know, wow, it broke through that wall. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. Amazing. That's so funny. Like I, I genuinely, I hadn't heard this song until it was on a a playlist like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really funny to me that that is like pop culture. Like that's the. The one that was the thing, thing before wow. everything else it was the that one was that for music. some reason yeah wow. just like at that particular period of time it would have been it just like it just happened to get it just happened to break through <laughs> it happened to be the one like i reckon i heard on uh at school i reckon i would have heard jokes about michael jackson before i ever heard a michael jackson song i reckon i would right. have known okay. there was so many uh so many bands and so many musicians that we like school yeah when i was like a little kid making jokes about or referencing and i just didn't know them and this was like <laughs> the first one where i'm like i'm like i'd have to pretend like i got what a, a, a joke oh, yeah. about like yeah uh, michael jackson's bad i'm like oh yeah okay like i i didn't know like i hadn't heard it <laughs> yeah 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 i had a lot of that in school i wasn't um south park was on too late and it was uh yes yeah it was not appropriate um, no but way. everyone in my school watched it yeah. Uh, and wrestling as well was the other thing that I sort of oh like, yeah yeah loads of loads of people in my school were like really into it and I didn't yeah I I knew the Rock and yeah Stone Cold Steve Austin and that was like that was the height of it because um I think that goes back to like when I used to watch Power Rangers when I was a kid there was one day yep. I went into a playground and like tried to round kick someone in the head and then my mom was like okay well you're not watching that anymore because you know it's all very theatrical kind of like kicking yeah i think i think he was picking on me or something and i yeah i went full like uh go go power ranger kind of thing um but yeah no that's uh oh that's so funny um like how do you how do you feel about the song now do you like do you would you ever still listen to it or 
Um, I think I've uh, even putting together for this list. I tried to listen to it. I can't get far through it. Okay. <laughs> not that I, it's not that I think it's bad. I just think that it's 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 long, and Mariah Carey has so many other better songs. Sure. As well, right. that it's just like, hey, look, they're right there next to it. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. can listen to so many other. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, much better songs. Not that I think it, I don't think it's a bad song, but it's just like. It, I now know that it's like, oh, it is about missing somebody. Like, it's right. about somebody dying. And it's just like, yeah. oh, that's this is too... I don't actually want to listen to this necessarily. Yeah. Whereas as a kid, I'm not hearing any of that. I'm just hearing like, oh, you know, this is beautiful. This mm. beautiful lady and these beautiful men are singing this beautiful <laughs> song. And as a kid, yeah. it's really dazzling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Makes sense. Uh, song 8 then is a cover. So you yes. went for 17 Going Under by Camp Cope. Yes, um, love love Camp Cope, and uh, I especially yeah, I love this. I love this song. Um, I like the, I liked this. I think I'd heard the Sam Fender version uh, first, and I, I I like that song. I think it's a great song, um, but I don't connect to it the way that I connect to the Camp Cope version of the song. Like I yeah. really, I really feel their version like i really feel it yeah like um not that i don't believe him because it's his song <laughs> right <laughs> but, but like i feel <laughs> I, I i just i just connect to it more like it feels like it just you can really feel the the words with um georgia mac singing it right know? yeah 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 um just looking up there's the second camp cup cover that i've had on the show they did maps as well. Oh yes, they J. did maps as well. Yeah, um, so that's been on before. I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I do connect with it more. I think. I don't. I don't know how I feel about Sam Fender. I can't <laughs> quite grasp it to be honest. Because I think there's a sort of like, there's a very um, like, working class like real lad kind of vibe about him. Yeah, which. I cannot like he, he was playing on like Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway playing this song and he was like yeah. he was playing like massive gigs and massive venues and stuff and it's like what 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 are what are what are all these people connecting with? Like what are all these people connecting with so strongly? Yes. With yeah. like his energy. I don't I don't quite get it. Um and I think the other thing about this song is like it was like I mean you're in the UK obviously it everywhere like all the time all the time um it's not it's a, it's a good song uh but just yeah, yeah it's just so it was nice to listen to a cover of it just so i could enjoy the song again and yeah yeah not feel annoyed that i'm listening to sam fender again see um, i because yeah my, my thing with sam fender is i hadn't when i first heard the song, i heard it back in australia so i yeah. hadn't been inundated with it as much as i'm sure it would have been over here yeah i also sure. hadn't seen sam fender before i heard the song Okay. And then when I saw Sam Fender, I'm like, oh, he's too hot. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. too hot. Like, the what I was connecting to in the song is that working class thing. And I know he's a working class guy. And he yeah, had a yeah. working class background. And it's just like, I connected to that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then I saw him. I'm like, oh, no, you're the you're too pretty. Your jaw is too perfect. Like, yeah. I wanted him to look like Mike Skinner, you know? Sure. Like, <laughs> and if he looked like Mike Skinner, I'm like, absolutely great. I love it. But, like, he's too yeah. hot for me to be like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Maybe that's it, yeah. It's like a sort of, like, 
pop star energy about him that is, yeah very yeah, much kind of yeah undercuts the the message a little bit but um yeah and again like lyrically there's some great lines in this uh, like that yeah the, the one that um the people always talk about with this song is like that i was far too scared to hit him but i'd hit him in a heartbeat now yeah that's the thing with anger it begs to stick around like it's like that's beautiful and i think with the camp coke version it's um it does have that sort of it's a different kind of it's a very different energy just because it's a female vocal i think yeah um yeah. there's obviously there's a i don't know the element of violence feels very different um, yeah and it may yes. be a little bit more uh um a little bit more empowering potentially from a female yeah. vocal um but yeah it's uh yeah it's a beautiful cover it's it's like it's yeah, really it's nicely great. done like they don't do anything massively different but it's not an overly complicated song but um but yeah just slowing it down a little bit and putting that sort of emotion to it yeah, yeah it feels it more i uh, i don't know it feels more raw i think it just feels like yeah closer to the bone even though yeah it's it's his song and but i feel like i yeah just the, i just connect more to their version of it yeah yeah makes sense um okay song nine is a song you'd sing a karaoke so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone for what makes you beautiful by one direction yeah absolutely um because uh this song uh, my friend and I, my friend Murphy McLaughlin and I would do karaoke. It used to be like when I first started in comedy, there used to be a gig that was at a venue that would turn into a karaoke night afterwards. Right, so okay. it was like you go do this terrible gig and then you stick around and you do the actual fun thing that night, which is karaoke. And we did, uh, we ended up doing this version uh, like together a few times. We do, we do, what makes you beautiful which is uh, uh, the it's an atrocious <laughs> song sure <laughs> the, no sorry it's a tro- they are atrocious lyrics they're atrocious lyrics i don't actually think it's a bad song i think it's a fun song but the lyrics yeah. are pretty atrocious yes um uh it is a but it is a uh, fun song and the way we would do it is we would start singing it as if we were doing it like a goofy version of it and then I would, in the That's What Makes You Beautiful, I would scream it as if we're in a metal band. And just like, and ah. I, I tell you, there is nothing as, there's nothing as fun. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. And we'd do it and we'd always do it. So kick back into Murphy would then just sing the verse kind of normal. We'd bounce back into out of the chorus <laughs> normal. And then it would come back to the chorus and screaming like wow. we're in a metal band. That's what makes you beautiful. Like it was... And at, at the first time we did it, I'm like, the way that you can feel when you do karaoke sometimes, you're like, oh man, I feel like a god, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we tr- did try to replicate it. I think we did it three or four times at different places or over the years. Uh-huh. And maybe we were able to re- get somewhere near it a uh, second time. But like that first time, I'm like, I've never had so much fun yeah. doing karaoke as doing the metal version of <laughs> That's What Makes You Beautiful. <laughs> oh man, that's epic. That's great. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that'll stand out to people. I mean, like the my most visceral uh, karaoke memory is someone doing a sort of uh, operatic uh, cover, oh, yeah. almost of um, "Wake Me Up Inside." Yep. Um, yeah, like insane. And like it was really talented as well. So it was like just this incredible thing. And it was like there was very few people at this karaoke bar. It was just it was very <laughs> strange. 
Um, but I really liked it. That's that. I mean, I really like that. That's that's great. I agree with you that the the lyrics are atrocious. It's um, yeah, such such a I don't uh, like such a weird thing for people to connect with. It reminds me of like I get served on because I because I hate watch a lot of like awful men on TikTok. <laughs> I get yeah. these podcasts where like the host is asking women to rate themselves out of ten, and it's oh, yeah. invariably they don't, the what they're trying to achieve is basically show that the women are um overconfident and then the ones that they really like are the ones that are like objectively really attractive but will give themselves like a six or a seven yeah and those are the ones who are like oh yeah you're you're okay with us because you're humble um which is just like ugh, ugh. it's just i don't know what they want from women just like no self-esteem yeah. but this is the same thing it's like you yeah. know yeah like the thing that makes you beautiful is the fact that you don't think you're beautiful. I'm really into low self esteem. That's yeah. that's my thing. I feel like I could, I have more of a chance with it. Ugh, no, that's <laughs> gross, icky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would I would enjoy the song a lot more if there was a uh, you know someone absolutely screaming it at me <laughs> uh, during the chorus. That's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it also kind of, I guess, it fits the the um, the screamo vibes of like the the lyrics make more sense if you take them out of being sung into. Um, <laughs> if you're yeah. screaming them at a, uh, um, <laughs> you put them, yeah. yeah, you put them at like a brand new uh, gig in 2005 and take them away from having to uh, for young women to have to listen to them. Then, like, yeah, yeah it actually makes more sense <laughs> for yeah. them to be misogynistic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's 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 this it is the song of a, a like an angry incel. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. like screaming it again. Yeah, it works. Um, all right, perfect. Song ten is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you're going for doos <laughs> and woes by yeah. Kiss Chasey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I think I mentioned it before with the uh the Motion City soundtrack song. Karova is the specific place, but it's um. It was this alternative bar in Ballarat, and uh, they they would have uh, bands. It's where bands would go. If you went to Ballarat, which is like an hour and a half outside of Melbourne, it's about 90,000 people. Mm. Um, I lived, I grew up in Western Sydney in the deep suburbs and moved when I was like 21 to Ballarat. Um, my best friend lived down there, and I moved down there. And uh, the p- way to describe how pubs were in western sydney is that they're all far away so there's none like there's no local around the corner they're all kind of like uh an expensive taxi ride to get to so me and my mates when we're like our teenage years we'd go we'd all have to chip in for a taxi or decide to walk home for the hour and a half that would take us to walk home like or two hours we go like we'll just walk it we're fine um sure but they were all like these mega pubs so it would be like there's a uh, there's a um, a dance floor, and then there's like the restaurant area, and then there's a beer garden, and then there's where there's a, a guy playing an acoustic guitar, and then there's the Irish pub, and then there's the sports bar, and all be the one place. These big mega um, uh, venues that had no real soul, and sure. the only way you would ever get to know a bartender is like, oh, our friend from school now works at the sports bar, and maybe he'll wave at us when he's picking up glasses, you know. Sure. And then when I moved to Ballarat, which is a town that has uh, so many pubs so close together in the city. You just be you do a lot of like pub hopping every night when you go out. Mm-hmm. But I I moved there when I was yeah twenty one, 
and then especially between like 21, 22, 23, 24, early 20s, Corova was like the first place. <laughs> this is so like anybody else who grew up anywhere who had like a decent ba- pub that got bands to it. Right. He's like, yeah. But it was like, this is the first time I'd been like, this pub's like different. <laughs> yeah. Sure. This isn't like other, this pub isn't like other pubs. It's like a cool pub for people who are into the same stuff I'm into. And I haven't met that before. I haven't met a pub like this before. Right. And so it was like, uh, yeah, it was an alternative pub. So, you know, the sort of thing where it's just like, yeah, the dance floor, they play Rage Against the Machine. Like, it's crazy. Like, you're not going <laughs> to believe it. It's just like, yeah, this exists in every city. You just yeah, had sure. never seen it before. Yeah, but yeah. um, but I loved it so much. And it was like, I know the bartenders, you know, all the bar stuff. And they would have bands come there. And um, and so whatever, whenever a band was touring, they'd always go to Ballarat. They'd always go to Corova and Kiss Chasey. As what often happens in Australia is whenever there is like a trend in music and mm-hmm. at this particular time, uh, the mid-2000s, emo as was big as I loved it. Mm-hmm. Australia will get a couple of their own versions of that. Whatever sure. that trend is in music, whatever's big. Like when new metal was big, we'd get like, you guys can have, like you've got Limp Biscuit, Yeah, sure. We've got 28 days. It's like, yeah, okay. It's sort of like, you know, this isn't quite what we want, but this is all right. And then... <laughs> It's like, because t- Limp Biscuit are never going to tour your town, but 28 days will, so you'll book tickets to them. And it was the right. same sort of ha- thing happened with Emo, where it's just like, you got Gyroscope. Uh, and Gyroscope, I remember being, I remember seeing them open for somebody, actually. It's the first time I saw them. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I bought their EP at the match. I'm like, these guys are fucking sick. Hmm. And Kiss Chasey was the other one. And Kiss Chasey's way more poppy. And they're pretty goofy. And I think even at the height of like, I was into the genre I loved this music yeah. even at that height we were still like Kiss Chase is pretty goofy but this is what we've got like you know Taking Back Sunday aren't coming to Ballarat yeah, Kiss sure. Chase will you know okay. so we'll go see Kiss Chase I remember it was pretty full like there was a lot of people there and I remember seeing them standing up the front with friends of mine just like yeah great love these songs love doo doo and walls and like sing it along and it's like and they're goofy but my st- the reason I like one I connect with like I love it because I love the place. It makes me think of Corova. It makes me think of Ballarat. It makes me think of that particular era. Mm. But it also <laughs> makes me think of Kiss Chasey leaving the stage, uh-huh. the audience going, "Great, we had some fun. That's a Friday night." Filing <laughs> out, like going down to like the smokers section to get another beer, or filing out of the venue, uh-huh. and Kiss Chasey coming back on stage. And starting the clap for their own encore. <laughs> no. <laughs> and all of us, like, like at the back of the room, at the bar, like, turning around, like, oh, are you guys going to do another one? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. I guess we'll... And not, not as many people, like, kind of filing back to, like... <laughs> oh, like, my God. Like an end credit sequence on a film everybody didn't like. It's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll watch another one. Yeah, I wonder who's, <laughs> who's going to be appearing. But, oh, oh my, my God. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like, they started the clap. I'd never seen it before. <laughs> oh, God. Just leave it alone, guys. Yeah, just go, you don't play the extra song. You don't yeah. play those last two songs. You're not going to do them. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, they don't want it. Because, <laughs> I mean, right, I, don't, I don't know if it's different in Australia. I'm sure it's not. But, like, 
if you enjoy a band and they go off like everyone's thinking the same thing everyone's thinking like i wonder what they're going to play the encore and like how long do we have to stand here before yeah 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 but yeah if if they finish and walk off stage and everyone's like well that'll do <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave it alone <laughs> yeah yeah you don't you don't get to dictate it's just like you should have done them while you had them you can't go back out now it's like it's not like we didn't know the etiquette this this venue is just like there are bands here yeah. like every week thursday friday saturday there will always be bands here we know yeah. how it works we'll stick around <laughs> we'll hear another song but everyone's just like, hey, we enjoyed it. I'm not saying we didn't enjoy it. We bought tickets. We had a great time. Thanks so much, guys, for coming to the town. We'll see you later. Like, <laughs> oh, you want to keep going? Uh, sure. Um, I guess we'll go back and watch some more. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. The the energy between an audience that don't really want an encore and a band that have basically asked for it and know that no one really wants it, that's so odd as well. Oh, god <laughs> and it also i mean like i love it because it like they are like and that's what this song thing like i'm not really i'm not really firing up kiss chase you too often i mostly sure. because i it is it's pretty goofy right it's a pretty they're a pretty goofy band and so yeah. i kind of love them in their goofiness yeah sure um but but whenever i do fire it up i always think of like i'll never forget i will never forget them oh, they are forever great. in my music memory forever because of that oh, i love that <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the song itself, I was like, I'm the, the one thing. There's two things that like really irritate me in music. Yeah. Uh, one is the slow down cover for a movie trailer. Oh yeah. With maybe like a lone child singing. Yeah. But it's just like a pop song that they've slowed down, and uh, like some producer somewhere or some like you know executive somewhere has been like yep that's working that's gonna get eyeballs on it let's keep doing that and every trailer has it and the other thing is songs that are about songs like a song that's about writing a song i want to write a song that's gonna you know get your attention and and this is it (laughs) (laughs) just put some fucking thought into something don't just like i mean that's that's them right or it's just like i'm gonna write a song that'll get your attention it's yeah. just like we get an encore. We're a band. <laughs> We're a band, right? That's so yeah, that's bands so write songs that get your attention. Bands write hit songs with doo doos and whoa ohs, right? We're a band that get an encore. We're a band. Like they're a band pretending to be a band. Oh, <laughs> uh, go back on stage, like oh, guys, you you forgot something. <laughs> We're back. You've forgotten that we get an encore. <laughs> You I think us. they're touring again. I think they're back and they're touring again at the moment, which oh, I like. I which I love because, like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, in a genuine way, I think it's great that they like. I, you know, it's tough for Australian bands to continue to tour years yeah, after sure. their moment, but um, yeah. uh, but I just I do, yeah, my, the goofy part of my heart that lo- <laughs> loves yeah. these doofuses <laughs> for really oh. thinking they had it. It's like, oh, you really thought you did something then? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I love that. Um, all right, song eleven is a song that reminds you of a specific person. Oh, yep. yep. So you went for a fat lip by some forty-one. Uh, yes. Um, love some forty-one specifically this their first album, All Killer, No Filler. Love it. Can't get enough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the person it reminds me of is my friend uh, Gerard um, Gerard Gollis, who was one of my best friends in high school, and he. Uh, 
he he passed away like f- uh, five years ago. He was in a motorcycle accident, and um, uh, but this the reason like I don't think that he would think that this song there's a connection between me, him, and this song. But right. this song uh, always makes me think of him because the first time I ever heard this song, he was. He ended up, I think he got kicked out of home when he was like 16, 17. And I just remember, he was the first one of our friends. We we all lived at home for so long. And I just mm. remember he was the first person, I'm like, he would have housemates. But he right. lived in a, he lived in a place that had housemates in the deep in the suburbs. But the place, this house was like a two-story, four-bedroom, like a nice new house because uh-huh. the suburbs were just like cheap. And I'm like, I guess... If you were a seventeen-year-old with a part-time job and still at school, you could afford to live in <laughs> this McMansion right. for some reason back then in the western suburbs. Sure, but I just remember he was like, so he had a house and he was, and he didn't have parents, so we would go and hang out at his place a lot. Right, with his housemate who was a masseuse. Um, so we would be like, this is just a place, and again, classic sort of. Imagine a seventeen-year-old with a house how little furniture there would be in that house. Like sure. picture picture the bachelor pad of like the the couch and then a TV. It's yeah. just like, yeah, two couches and a TV and then that's the living room. There's nothing on the walls. It's that. Yeah. And we would um we'd go and we'd hang out at his place and we'd, you know, drink the night before on whatever Friday, crash at his place, wake up Saturday, hang out, whatever. And I remember a group of us being there one time, we'd crash at his place, woke up the next day, and for whatever reason he had I had taped rage so you know the the rage is like the the music video uh we didn't have mtv in australia we had rage every it would play all night long just music videos in the abc and he had taped taped it for some reason Uh and we were watching a tape of it (laughs) i don't know why he had taped it (laughs) but i know he taped it because we were watching it and um Fat Lip by Sum 41 came on and none of us had heard it before. None of us had seen the music video. None of us had heard it. This was the first time. And all of us, we were like 17 and into it. Yeah. And we we're like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. What is this? So- what is this? It, bl- it blew us away. I just remember we we're like, this is awesome. Love this song. Love this band. Love this uh, music video. And then... He was. I remember him rewinding it, and we watched it again, and we're like, right. "Awesome!" The second time, rewind it, watched it again, rewind it, watched it. Again. I think we watched it five, six times, right. and we're like, loved it. And so, um, so that song, like, one takes me back to the first time I heard it, which is then. Mm-hmm. But uh, after after he uh, after he passed away, I remember I hadn't been back up in. Uh, I grew up in Quakers Hill in Western Sydney. And I hadn't been back up there. Uh, I went back up to Sydney one time and I realized I hadn't been back up there since uh, his funeral, since he died. And I hadn't been back out to Quakers Hill in like years. I'm like, oh, I haven't been here since I hadn't been. I was just in Sydney. I was in the city doing gigs mm-hmm. in Sydney. And I, so I was like, I'm going to go out to Quakers Hill. Hadn't been there in years. I went out to Quakers Hill um, and uh, where we'd gone to school and I just put on. I put on, started with Fat Lip. I put on All Killer, No Filler, Sum 41, Fat Lip, and I just walked around uh, Quakers Hill and I was just like, just thinking about him, being like, oh, all these places remind me. This song reminds mm. me of him and all these places remind me of like just being these 
the <laughs> just like just seventeen and or uh, these going to the school and being high school kids and throwing stuff off bridges and shit. Um, right. But like that song, just like always makes me think of yeah, always makes me think of him and think of just us playing it four times in a row in this yeah. massive an- empty four bedroom <laughs> two story house that for some reason a seventeen year old was able to afford rent on, which I'll never understand to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like a classic sitcom trope of the of the nineties, isn't it? Like looking at houses, but like there's no way they could have afford that. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's like how did yeah how did Monica and Rachel afford this apartment in New York yeah. City? It's just like I oh, don't yeah. know, but my friend had a pretty big house. And he was <laughs> a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's really nice. I it's a uh, it's quite it's quite a funny song to like lend itself to nostalgia. It's not <laughs> it's not like a really like kind of contemplative song, is it? <laughs> no, um, not at all. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. It just does something to me where I'm like, yeah, fuck the system, and I like. <laughs> It and in, in like a really pathetic way. Like I, w- I remember like when I was listening to this playlist in preparation for this, I had that kind of thought in my head while I was in the shop buying ham and cheese on my <laughs> lunch break from my nine to five job, <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah. And then I, thought, and then I like looked out. I was like, oh fuck, I am a casualty of society. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, oh, that's really, uh, yeah, that's really sweet. Of um, little to add to that, I think. Um, I really like that. I uh, okay, we'll move on. Song twelve is the song that motivates you. So mm-hmm. you went for self destruction. Brackets as a sensible career choice <laughs> by yeah. Spanish love songs. Um, and w- what more beautiful emo title than that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was uh, and again, I think uh maybe similar in vain to like the Phoebe Bridges isn't exactly the most relaxing song. Sure. Maybe th- this particular song with the refrain, it won't be this bleak forever. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Uh, but like, this is the song I listened to. My Spotify rap popped up for 2022 and this was number one. Right. Um, and it told me what day I listened to it the most. And uh, I, m- my fiance and I, we moved to uh, the UK in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, to continue to pursue the beautiful art of comedy, sure. um, and I was in the middle of the comedy festival in Melbourne uh, last year doing my show, which was going to be my last show. Like I'd done, I think I'd been at the comedy festival like maybe the last ten years. I'd been, I was always there. I was always doing gigs there. I was doing shows there, a uh, big part of my life. And uh, doing uh, <laughs> uh, being in the arts in Australia kind of sucks, and it's it's brutal. It's sure. really brutal. Um, some people are able to get to a point where they're making a lot of money, and most people are able to get to a point where they quit and go back to doing something else. And uh, which is why I'm like genuinely happy for Kiss Chasey to be able to tour again. It's like, oh, that's sick. I'm glad right. you guys get to do that because most bands in Australia as well, they get to have one big first album, and it's just like, sorry guys, that was it. You get one. You either have to move or become uh, the biggest band. So you're going to do either of those two things? No, sorry, that was it. You guys wow. better go back and, um, I don't know, become music teachers. Um, sure. And so it's real. It's really brutal. <laughs> uh-huh. And 
or, or just just bad for the psyche, basically. And when I was, I would listen to this song. There was one day where I listened to it like twenty times. It was just like your most played day. It was like coming wow. towards the end of my festival run. I've been doing my solo show, and I was just listening to this. I would listen to it right before I'd go on stage and do the show. Yeah. Whereas, like, I love doing the show. I enjoyed the show. The shows were fun, but yeah. like the feeling of that comedy festival and the feeling of just like feeling at a place where I'm like, oh, I'm really stuck in comedy in Australia. I'm really stuck in where I'm where I am in my life. Um, playing a song which is like it won't be this bleak forever <laughs> yeah and then hearing the yeah right is just yeah. like that's me but it's like it won't be this bleak forever oh, well i hope you're right it yeah. won't be this bleak forever and then it just being like ending with it can't be this bleak forever it can't be this bleak forever and yeah. just that feeling of like man if this is this song that i'm listening to the most in the year i'm like i think i have to leave this country yeah. like, <laughs> i think maybe this is a sign that i've got to get out of this country because i'm playing a song that says it won't be this bleak forever <laughs> sure yeah. yeah so that's why i found it really i actually found it uh yeah really motivating just to hear it just to hear that somebody else expressing that the way that i was feeling mm. or it's just mm-hmm. like i find it but i'm like great go do the show Go do yeah. the show now. It won't be this bleak forever. Just go do that fucking show. Have a fun show. And then yeah. that's, you know. Yeah. And then get out of here. There is something weirdly comforting about it. Like, it's obviously, like, the, the, the yeah, right, is brutal. The first time you listen to it, it's very jarring because uh, yeah. there, there, uh, there are plenty of songs I've listened to that are, like, that, that say, you know, um, yeah, it won't be like this all the time and, and, and you know, things are going to get better and, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel kind of energy um, it's very jarring to have someone like basically put that out there and then go ah fuck you like, that's, <laughs> you're full of shit um, but that is but that's how it feels sometimes when you're in that kind of mindset you're in that kind of mentality sometimes someone's saying to you like you know it, it won't be like this forever you know things will things will get better you know um, this too shall pass sometimes when you're in that mindset you are just like yeah right right yeah yeah whatever like doesn't really help me oh, that's just how i'm feeling right now so yeah this too shall pass fucking great yeah thanks mate um so yeah there was definitely something weirdly comforting about listening to that but like the first time i listened to it i was like oh my this is <laughs> this is too much this 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 guy needs to this guy needs to chill you know um but yeah, like I think that there's yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely a comfort in that to be just that brutally honest. Um Yeah. And it does it does, you know, eventually get to that place as you say, where it is that, that more sort of that it's still pretty bleak, but it's like accepting that, you know, it can't be this bleak forever. So it does sort of come to a more positive place, I guess, towards the end. But um but yeah, I can I can see why that would uh yeah, that would be that would be comforting in that moment. Um, yeah, even the, like the even the yeah right, and then follow that up the next time. It's just like it won't be this bleak forever. Being with, I hope you're. I right. hope you're right. Yeah, there's such a great. It's just like the the yeah right is so it just like burst that bubble. It's yeah. like yeah right, and then the second time being like no, just repeating that mantra like it won't be this bleak forever, and then hearing like it, yeah, I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope you're right. That's actually how I feel about it. I yeah. was being reactive the first time around. Yeah, I hope sure. you're. I hope you're right. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. Um, cool. And and how do you feel then about you know obviously that the place you were in, like the you know this was like before you left uh, the the Australian comedy scene. How do you feel about it? 
now that you're that you have left you have moved on from that from that um place? yeah i mean i feel i feel great he was right um <laughs> it does it, it won't be that bleak forever uh <laughs> but i also like and i think that i'm interested um just in in that particular emotional journey, one of the exciting things about finding a new band because I found I only discovered Spanish love songs, um, yeah, last couple of years when this I think this album had just come out, is they've got a new album coming out, so their 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 new singles are currently um drip they're drip feeding out their singles before the album, and I was reading an interview with him where it's just like oh we're not we're not in that same headspace, like we now think maybe it'll be. Like maybe it will be all right. Like we're not; right. it's not going to be as. He- and so it's like I'm excited to go uh, on that journey <laughs> with yeah. them in being in the same place as well. Where it's just like, well, yeah. I no longer feel um, as much as I could listen to. I mean, I still love that album, but like I, when I was like really wallowing in it, that album was like such a comfort. Yeah. And it's I'm excited to now hear, and I've heard like their songs the songs that have come out so far i'm like a similar sort of like oh i see they sort of touching on the same sort of uh lyrics i can't remember the lyric in in hunted i think it's hunted um but it touches on this sort of it won't be this bleak forever sort of idea as well yeah it's just like uh that it is <laughs> it does get better like it it gets better that's sort of like it yeah, does absolutely. Yeah. so i'm excited to go with a band on a journey in that way mm. you know be yeah. like okay great maybe my mindset's now changed their mindset's changed. Let's go together on this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm gonna bring it back to Frightened Rabbit again. But mm. and this is your fault. You brought you brought them up. <laughs> um but uh but that's something that I've seen I saw Scott talk about this in interviews and actually um Frankie McNair on the show who uh, also picked a Frightened Rabbit song and, and yep. they spoke to Scott after uh a show and asked about, you know, Basically, you're 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 playing some very like bleak songs at times. Yeah. Your songs that are about like like a really dark headspace. Um, how do you feel about it? Like playing those now, and he sort of says, and he he said in interviews that he when they're playing the songs, uh, more recently, it was more like a celebration of how far they've come and how far you've come from that sort of mindset, rather than a reflection on how bad things were. So that's how he sees it. Um, so imagine this is very similar for them going into um, like into a new album and a new sort mm. of thought process of like, um, yeah, you can still you can still you know talk about or discuss how that felt at the time without feeling like you're sort of completely swept up in it and completely uh, taken over by it. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I've got the the lyrics. It's for the song "Haunted" on the new album, where it's just uh-huh. like he references that it'll be, yeah. Uh, it says it'll be bleak forever, but it is a way to live. Where it's kind of accepting that it's like it'll right. be bleak together, but it's just like that's okay. Mm. It, rather than like fuck, yeah, yeah. it's like yep, that's alright. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. And it's just like yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Again, very yeah. real. Uh, yeah, okay, I like that. Um. Alright, song 13 is a song someone introduced you to, so you went for One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also love this. Um, Bare Naked Ladies, uh, like I, I think I said before when uh, with the, just not not hearing pop music, or not hearing music at all for so long until I was mm-hmm. much older. The Bare Naked Ladies, this uh, stunt, that was the first album I ever bought, which is 
Um, so I can't remember. I think it was like 17 or something, which is also long. I think, wow. it was, I think the album had been out for a long time too. And okay. then the first album I ever bought was like, I think they'd had two out. Al- I think Maroon was also out. I think they had multiple out. Al- like albums had come out since this album. It wasn't just like, it's just been released and now I bought it. I'm yeah. positive I bought it from like a secondhand uh, music <laughs> store. And I was, but it was still the That's first amazing. album I bought at 17. It was Bare Naked Ladies, which I love the Bare Naked Ladies. Sure. But I remember the first time I heard One Week, it's a similar story to the Hearing Some 41 Fat Lip to the first time. Yeah. But uh, uh, my friend Shane had a, a Hit Machine album. Mm-hmm. I believe it would have been a Hit Machine, where you wish just like, here's the current tracks that are popular and also the ones that the record labels would love you to push. And so that's what the top 18 songs are on this album or whatever it is. Right. And um, he was just playing it and he played One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. It was the first time I ever heard it. We're in his... Uh, we're probably in between sessions of playing Nintendo 64, WCW versus NWO, wrestling on the <laughs> Nintendo. Sure. And we paused that, popped on a song, and then One Week by Bare Naked Ladies comes on and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I would have been like... I reckon I would have been probably 14 and Mm. this blew my mind i couldn't believe it i loved it so much i'm like oh like it was just joyful it was it was magic to my ears and it's like again this is like i'm a kid who hasn't heard music in a way like i haven't really like i haven't heard enough like i haven't heard bands like nirvana existed in my lifetime and i hadn't heard them like right, you sure. know like i'm like and so i'm blown away by one week by bare naked ladies yeah and i said play that again and he was like all right and he played it again i was like oh my god this the lyric this is unbelievable like i'm like overwhelmed by this i'm like play it again he's like oh, okay and he played <laughs> it again and i'm like holy fucking shit this is great play it again he's like i'm not gonna play it again and he refused to ever play it again <laughs> so it was the opposite of the Sum 41 one which was like we all loved it we all wanted to hear it again but he'd heard it he'd right. already heard yeah, this yeah. song he'd heard it so many times by this point this wasn't new to him oh, but for funny. me it was just like this is my ears are opening up and I'm hearing and I love <laughs> <laughs> I loved it I mean I think I still I still love it I love the Bare Naked Ladies yeah. again like goofy but like deliberately goofy but also like yeah. I think they're great yeah. um, but like yeah I just remember yeah, so it was like my friend Shane reluctantly introduced me to this song that he then refused <laughs> to let me hear ever again. He wouldn't play it again. Like we would hang out, like I think it was at a sleepover and we were, I was staying there at his place. He wouldn't let me hear it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, we're not going to listen to that ever again. Oh, so funny. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I can see why it would blow the mind of a 14-year-old because it is, as you said, like it's really fun and it's really... Uh, fast yeah. but it's also like very random yeah. and i don't know if you were the same but for me like the whole like lol so random thing was like a huge thing for me when i was like yeah yeah, yeah. a teenager like um i do you ever watch weeble stuff was that a thing no. in australia no it's like I, uh, been, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. it the the big one was like badger 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 <laughs> if that if that rings any bells it rings some bell okay yeah <laughs> good because an incredibly awkward thing for me to say to someone who's not <laughs> heard of it. No, badger, 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 badger. Um. Anyway, yeah, that like that was like that was our like we loved that. Um, in my school was like the sort of like really random kind of stuff. 
and listen to this song now i'm like what 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 are you talking about like what, what <laughs> how do you connect the dots between the different things you're saying like so it it's literally just like it's just thoughts popping into their head and yeah. it's 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 brilliant and i really like this song now i think this is this for me is like my fantasy karaoke song this would be a song yes. that i would love to be able to pull out and i i could not do it i don't know no. the lyrics and i don't think i have the skill set but i would love to just like take the mic not look at the screen like belt yeah. this one out of karaoke and oh like, there was get through uh, the long periods of my life where i would rehearse this right like, the ly- try and get the lyrics right like yeah. and I, I couldn't i couldn't even singing along i couldn't quite get you get lost around the tiny nubs because he mine's always flying off the backswing is always like i'm always stumbling around then but yeah. uh <laughs> but i would yeah. yeah i would be like i know it like that sort yeah. of thing of being like a i think i mean honestly i believe even into my 20s i was still like yeah i know all the lyrics to bending ladies <laughs> one week <laughs> i know like harrison ford i'm getting frantic oh, i also love that there's lyrics in there it's just like i didn't even know harrison ford was in a movie called frantic and now i do because yeah. of <laughs> bending and ladies yeah <laughs> like why would i you know like harrison yeah. ford i'm getting frantic but like sting i'm tantric yeah like snickers guaranteed to satisfy but what, what does like sting i'm tantric <laughs> mean what does that mean like, like I, I get the reference but yeah what do you mean outside of the reference I mean, I guess I'm he tantric. Fucks. What, do, what do you mean? What in the context? Well, like Harrison Ford, he's getting frantic. Like yeah. Stingy's tantric. Like Snickers, guaranteed to satisfy. Yeah, I think he's talking about. Um, I think he's talking about having sex. Yeah, but yeah. again, I wouldn't have known that. I would have just been like Snickers. Just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it just works on one level. That's the that's the thing about oh, the yeah, joke it, that's annoying me. It's like like Stingy tantric. Right, you've got the reference in there, but it doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't structurally. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah but it's yeah it's, it's a lot of fun I think the other thing that would trip me up if I was doing this at karaoke is like when you get to boom anime babes that make me think the wrong thing I yes. think that would make me feel very self-conscious uh, <laughs> to, to like sing that on stage and be like mm, not sure this is something I want to like co-sign <laughs> at this point um, yeah alright cool song 14 is a song you wouldn't expect to like so you've gone for <laughs> Army of the Night by Power Wolf yes absolutely yeah um <laughs> i love I don't, I don't know how i found this song but uh i like my my friends in high school were all in metalheads they're all right. big into metal and i never ever ever was uh-huh. never understood it they loved pantera they loved metallica um they loved it and i couldn't stand it couldn't stand it now i have appreciation of it uh i had to be away from whatever whatever other feelings i had in conjunction with not liking the music was whatever other feelings i had it was that was also going on but mm-hmm. i was big into uh yeah punk and scar and then emo mm-hmm. and my friends were not at all right um and uh less than jake the scar band had a song called all my friends are metalheads and I was yep. like, absolutely, 100% completely yeah, agree. Because yeah. all of my friends were met. I one time was, dri- I would drive them places. I would be playing my, I'd be playing Real Big Fish in the car and they'd take the tape out and they'd throw it out the window. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, we're not listening to whatever this shit is. Oh, wow. uh, being so bad at me for it because they were all just like, metalheads, they're metal bands, whatever. Um, and... So I just wasn't into the genre at all. And because it's like, it's a pretty goofy genre. Mm. And I mean, almost every genre is in some way. But 
this song by this possibly the goofiest of all <laughs> metal bands that I believe I haven't I should have properly double checked this but the band are all werewolves right <laughs> power wolf the mythology around power wolf I believe is that they're wolves <laughs> um and it's all what do you it's mean? all like they're werewolves, right? Like the whole, the, all their album covers, they're all like werewolves. It's all wolf themed. Everything's right. wolf themed. Like the Army of the Night, they're all kind of like their whole aesthetic. I think I watched a clip of them. Is just like you know, it's this big, you know, this big wolf army, sort of massive. The like the most uh, performative of metal metal bands which by the way i fucking love this i love that they do it i love this sort of shit but it's yeah, like yeah. this is not a song at any point where it'd be like you know what i'm gonna get into i'm gonna get into the band that is uh that pretend they're wolves <laughs> i'm gonna get really into that metal band that just pretend that they're wolves um i'm, I'm gonna double check that with bow wolf <laughs> I'm, I'm on the wikipedia now it's um, um yeah it is very wolf heavy <laughs> like albums called uh, like Bible of the Beast uh, the theme has developed which personifies the band members as werewolves leading fans to refer to the band affectionately as the wolves <laughs> wow uh, so I don't know how I found them but um, I'm very happy that I did because like yeah the one there's one Blood of the Saints the album for Blood of the Saints the album cover is them dressed as like the Pope but they're werewolves and I fucking love it. Like, it's so... Uh, I mean, I love it. Why not? Yeah. And I genuinely really love this song. It is like nothing like, it's like nothing else I really listen to. And I I haven't deep dived on the whole album, but somehow found this song. And... Uh, um, because I was thinking this... Because this question is such a... Or this category is such a tricky one because it's just like, well, I would listen to like... Like, what's a song you wouldn't think that you'd like? And it's just like like country music. I'm like, no, I really like country. There's heaps of country um, mm. artists yeah, yeah. and albums. It's like, would I listen to pop? It's like, no, I listen to pop all the time. It's like, well, what don't I listen to? With I'm like, I listen to all of these different genres. I'm like, what wouldn't I think I would be into? Because I believe I would be into all of that. It's just like, you know what I think I wouldn't be into? <laughs> the metal band that pretend they're werewolves. That's the band I think I wouldn't be into. But the fact that I genuinely <laughs> think this song is awesome. <laughs> and it's like so dumb, but it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i very glad that you overanalyzed the category in that way. Because um, <laughs> honestly, it's... If I if I redid the questions, I probably wouldn't include this category because when yeah. I when I set it up, I had a very limited sphere of influence with music. Like a like very limited in terms of the genres of music that I listened to. So a song that I wouldn't expect like would have been a pop song or yep. like a, a hip hop song. That's you know, and kind of what you're saying. Um But I'm I'm glad that you sort of dug deeper beyond that, <laughs> um and, and and came up with this. Uh yeah that is yeah something else um <laughs> i um i i really like the song as well like it's um it's good isn't it yeah it is good. <laughs> like i got very like eurovision vibes and i don't know why yes. that is but like yeah, it's very absolutely. it's very theatrical it's very it's very camp in a way yeah i say in a way they're dressed as werewolves it's very camp <laughs> um but yeah it's um and, and it, it is just like a lot of a lot of fun it's I think this is probably the genre of music that more than any other I 
would not want people to hear you know like the the sort of the the nightmare of your headphones dying in the, <laughs> the packed train and then all yeah. of a sudden people can hear what you're listening to yeah um this would probably be the the two that have made me feel that way would probably be this and the other one was uh someone had the pokemon theme tune <laughs> yeah i think either of those if, if my phone died and this was blasting i'd be like please don't look at me please <laughs> And definitely don't Shazam the song and look up the album <laughs> cover because that's gonna get that's gonna make things worse. Um, but yeah, it's 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 epic. It's um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad it was on the playlist. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily something that I would go back to a lot. Um, <laughs> no. There's a very, I think it's it's very specific energy that you'd need to be looking for. Um, I think for this one, but uh, but yeah, it's an awful lot of fun. I like yeah i also feel like there's with it there's some level of uh i like the curiosity factor of delving into this whole realm of mm. like the one their own mythology to the fact that there's a whole group of fans out there that love this and right. like i would love to go see them live. Mm. yeah i'd love to see them in I I assume they're German. I I don't know why. I didn't double check that, but I just assume they're German. But I'd love to see them in like with like uh, their fans there in that room when they're just fucking going off. I'm like, I would love to see that. Mm. Um, out of like, there's a big curiosity factor with it. But on the other side, I also think that song. Again, I don't return to it a lot, but when I listen to it, I'm like, this is an awesome song. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just looked it up. Um, guess where they're from? Germany. Germany, yep. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Yeah, great, love it. Nailed it. Yep. All right, cool. <laughs> song fifteen is a song that you think everyone should listen to. So you've gone for uh, "Celebrity Skin" by Hole. Yes, uh, another category that I overanalyzed. Um, a song that I think everybody should listen to. Yeah. Um, with all of a lot of the other songs on the list, and a lot of my favorite bands. I don't actually want everyone to listen to them. Right. Um, I, one of the reasons, like, not that I think that, like, I'm so special and so unique, um, but, like, I don't want to be like, hey, everybody, listen to the Hold Steady. It's just like, well, I don't like it. Well, fuck, now I feel bad. Like, I don't want you to, like, I don't want people to <laughs> listen to my favorite. I don't want them to listen to my favorite bands. I like right. that I go, oh, I really love the Weekend Ends, and people are like, I've never heard of them. I'm like, that's, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I don't need you to for me to love them, you know. Yeah. And I feel I feel very possessive about music in that way. I like that it's just like, you know, um, I think especially if you go, uh, oh, I like this particular genre or subgenre. It's just like you can connect with a person mm. with like, um, like Frightened Rabbits, I think a good example of like a, a big, very popular band. But when you find someone else who also really loves Frightened Rabbit, you go, yeah. I, I also love them. I love yeah. that I can connect with you on that. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, with all of the songs that I'm like, I genuinely love all these songs, and I think they're all awesome, and I love them dearly. I don't actually want everyone to listen to them. <laughs> I like the special connection that I have with a lot of those songs, uh, which is why I picked a song that uh, I think whole rule. I think Courtney Love is great. I think Celebrity Skin is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great song. Is it? It's not my favorite song, but I think that. Uh, more. I think more people should listen to Hole. Okay. I think they're all. I think they're a genuinely awesome band. And I'll right. say this: I listen to Hole 
way more than I've ever listened to Nirvana. I don't care about Nirvana. <laughs> I don't care about Nirvana. Right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I find it kind of boring, but I think Hole are fucking awesome. And I hate, like, growing up in the 90s, especially, I mean, the key to that is, like I said earlier, I didn't, I went, I lived through the lifetime. Uh, Kurt Cobain died while I was alive and at a period of time when I should have been consuming pop music and it should have meant something. It meant something to my peers. Mm-hmm. It meant something to kids that I knew. Kids at my school who had Nirvana shirts and stuff. But like, I didn't know what any of it was. Right. So that helps in me not feeling any connection to them and not feeling any connection to the grunge movement at all despite, you know, living <laughs> during the 90s. Yeah, sure. Um, but one of the other things about growing up in the 90s, feeling no connection to that side of the music is uh, Courtney Love copped so much fucking shit during the 90s for just being alive, for just being a person, and, yeah. like, copped so much shit for a band that is great. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you, like, if you're going to have to be like, well, you know, like, if... And got, the, the amount of shit that Courtney Love copped uh, just for existing mm-hmm. um, from, you know, whether it's late-night talk show comedy hosts or just in general the public or the media or whatever yeah. uh, all of it fairly unjust when her band rules and these songs are great and yeah. so it's just like hey look you, you, a hole isn't something that I hold particular like uh, personal fondness for as a band where I'm like oh I only can I'm the only one who can have these nobody else can listen to this band like yeah, yeah Holes a, a, was a big band mm. and this was I think their, I believe their biggest song but I think it's awesome. Malibu's an awesome song. Mm. Um, they've got... Absolutely, this is the song I think everybody should listen to because I think that... <laughs> also, great actor. So, like, Courtney <laughs> Love, absolutely great actor. Absolutely... Co- like, just the the that sh- the shit of, like... I, As someone, you, you know... I don't know. Just hearing about, like, oh, Nirvana. And it's just like, I don't care about Nirvana. <laughs> I don't care. What about Hole? Hole's great. <laughs> why can't we? Why don't we yeah. listen to Hole? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Fair, fair. <laughs> that's um, my feelings. I yeah, I, I I like having songs like this on the on the list. Where um, but a few of these recently. But it's like it's it's a very I think it's a very popular song. But mm. I think it's a song that a lot of people would be very aware of. But mm. maybe not a song that a lot of people would actually listen to. A lot, like, have it in rotation, put it in their playlist, that kind of thing. Um, well, I mean, that that's my sort of experience with it anyway. But um, it's an awesome song. Like, it's so, <laughs> so good. It's yeah. such a great song. And I'm similar to you. I, I don't really... I've not really connected massively with Nirvana. Um, I I miss the whole thing. And then, like, there's, there's, there's some, of the, some of those songs that I... I really like, but a mm. lot of them that I just I don't really don't really care about. Um, and I, the, you know, the older I get as well, the the less I buy into this or that kind of arguments. You know, like you yes. have to like you know yeah. Blur or Oasis. Blur, by the way, because I fucking hate Oasis. But um, <laughs> you have to like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles. You have yeah. to support Nirvana <laughs> or Courtney Love. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are just you just let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Yeah, um, I also I also think that I don't think that <laughs> I don't think Courtney Love would even agree with the the idea of like Nirvana. I'm not in, you know, like she'd be yeah. like, no, I think they were an amazing band. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not just, something she's but she's not been stoking those flames or anything. No, no, she's no, just, no. Yeah. 
yeah living our life um but yeah yeah it's a great song um nice note to end on so um do you have anything you want to plug or promote while i have you um uh yeah, just uh, just my Instagram, I guess. Just follow me on uh, at the Peter the Jones on Instagram and uh, podcast uh, Ooh Spooky, which is three O's and an H, which is a podcast to do with Adam Knox and Luca Muller, um, where we talk about paranormal stories and crack gags about them. Happy days, mm. excellent. Um, and then Edinburgh. Oh yeah, Edinburgh doing uh, shows in Edinburgh for the full month. Uh, threes comedy, uh, doing <laughs> three different versions of a threes comedy. Eleven fifteen a.m. 4.15pm 10.30pm so depending on whenever you wake up in the day there's a show for you perfect alright excellent thank you so much thanks for having me and that is it for episode 67 of Mixtaping Identity thank you so much for listening so yeah once again if you are in a position to support Peter and uh, you're going to be in Edinburgh please go and see Three's Comedy uh, promises to be excellent it's been very well reviewed in the past well worth your time so go and check that out three different shows throughout the day for i think he's 25 days of the of the month so yeah an awful lot of work so please go and support him Ooh spooky is an excellent podcast so check it out if you can and yeah give him a follow on socials um some of the clips he's been uploading recently are very very funny so again well worth your time if you like this show and you want to support it, then there's a couple of different ways you can do that. We do have a coffee link set up. So if you want to support the show financially and throw a couple of quid for an episode that you've enjoyed, please go ahead and do that. Um, there's no monthly obligation there unless you want it. If you're not in a position to do that and you want to support us in other ways, then we do have, you can review the podcast, rate it, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Drop us a follow on Instagram, engage with the content, just give us a wee like, you know, share it with your friends, share it in your story, that kind of stuff. It goes an awful long way, and I really appreciate it. I'll be back next week for episode 68, so in the meantime, look after yourselves, and we'll speak to you then.